Hello and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merch. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Colborn. And today's episode is sponsored by the generous, the wonderful, the sweet Honey Badger. Thank you, Honey, honey Badger. Badger. Did you say thank Caleb. you, Honey Badger, at the same time? We said we. I just said the word Honey Badger. You thanked them. Thank you, Honey Badger. And thank you, D. Cole, mm. for being here with us today. Yep, happy to do it. Uh, you know what's terrible, Caleb? What's that? Holiday travel. You wouldn't understand because you have somehow managed to... The one advantage... Uh, the only advantage. So you've designed your life in a way where you live in a city where all of your extended family is on both sides, correct? Yes. Um, so you don't have holiday travel. I don't. So that's a huge advantage. Um, holiday travel is miserable uh, because there's uh, everyone else does it too, not just you. That's the whole thing. Right. Um, I uh, accidentally left my wife at a rest stop. <laughs> oh, I wish you could say I left my pregnant wife at a rest stop. Yeah, that would be worse. Yeah. Um, but no, she During was... Labor non-pregnant but definitely left at a rest stop um we uh we pulled in it was a whole thing we pulled into a a rest stop and uh it was one of those ones where it splits and there's like trucks go this way cars go that way yeah um and i got flustered and i went the trucks way (laughs) so now i'm the i'm little subaru outback surrounded by trucks you know i'm like oh sorry guys didn't know i wasn't supposed to be here blah 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 you know yeah I'm trying to figure out, can I, so we're pulling up on the truck side of the bathroom. She really needs to go. Um, she like gets out. We're kind of snapping at each other. It's three in the morning, like blah, blah, blah. She really needs to go get out, go to the bathroom. I'm like, let me just park the car. Let me find some place to park this car. She's like, just let me out. Then you find somewhere to park. Blah, blah, blah. So she gets out. Then I'm trying to find somewhere to park. And one thing leads to another, and I take a turn that I think is going to get me back to the parking lot, and it puts me back on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're and in ha- it. And I have her phone in the car. Uh, nice. And I have to go like four miles up the highway to turn around and come eight miles back the highway to turn around to get back to the rest Did you up. take like a U-turn thing? One of those illegal U-turns? No, there wasn't even an opportunity for that. Oh, man. It was an, like it's an interstate. So I just had to, uh, just had to do it. But anyway, it was it was crazy. But she she was generally fine. She was like, "Yeah, I wasn't scared. I figured you just turned around." But the whole time I'm like, she she's freaking I out. Her. Yeah, or and she's like, like I know like, we were fighting, but yeah, she I would. wouldn't leave her. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have, but I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Was rough stuff. So you drove to Tokyo? No, no, just to Baltimore. Gotcha. Okay. To see my sister, but I we flew there once and then drove there again a week and a half later. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I don't deal with holiday travel. My brother does. He was the one, one of two or three people in my extended family who have left. They opted out of Buffalo. Yep. And uh, so he's got to do it. He takes like all his vacation time and his visiting family and it's a giant expense and it's mm. a whole thing. Mm. 
What a horrible life. Meanwhile, mm. I'm sitting here fly fishing, shooting the breeze with the, my locals. You know, uh, real your, good your, uh, hometown roots. Your fly bums. That's right. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> We're not uh, Midwestern. <laughs> basically. We're not. Rust Belt like, people are very not Midwestern. Yeah, but there's a, there's a line where they start to get Midwestern. They do, and it happens quick. Yeah, pretty quick. But there's definitely a gradient. Buffalo, Chicago, and Detroit are basically the same culture. Yeah, and uh, that accent could have been two of those. No. Yeah, Chicago or Detroit. No. Chicago yeah. and Detroit people have... Chicago. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay. Chicago. You might be right. Maybe Buffalo is just another New York City. Who am I kidding? I think it's, it's, I think it's another Pittsburgh. With just more rust. No, it's not another Pittsburgh. They have a definite different accent and culture. Mm, Very know. different from Pittsburgh. Very good. In my experience. Um, well, you live there. I do live there. <laughs> I don't live in Pittsburgh, though. That's uh, true. What's uh, Caleb? What's Project X? Oh yeah, Project X. Uh, so you've seen it. So Project I've, X goes I've back seen tweets a long time. Yeah, this goes back to me and you writing huh. little renderless view components and being like, "Don't you wish that just every component in your view app was a renderless little like thing, like a toggle component or something? You know, just to give you a little piece of data and something to do with it." And then you could just kind of fill in the template and bind the data. Yep. And we were like, we should create a whole thing, like a package of these little utility components. And it never happened. And then fast forward, um, me getting kind of off the view train a little bit and being like, I still want this. GitHub kind of does a similar thing with web components, but that doesn't do exactly what I want. And then I'm like, well, stimulus is probably the thing to use. Stimulus, I'm with you now, D. Cole. Stimulus is garbage. Are was we that the position I had? I think so. I think that's your position. I always defended it a little bit. Mm. I think I was skeptical of it. I don't know that I came hot out the gate with it's garbage. I think you definitely did. Yeah, Come on, that sounds like done. you. Yeah. But John Bonacorsi's into it, and I would, I would not just come... I would not be confident enough to come right out the gate saying that something that John Bon was really into was garbage. Yeah, you know no, what I'm you saying? You definitely were. When it... Well, maybe mm. like, this was before he was like the branded stimulus rapid titan. Like mm. when we were all kind of trying it, and mm. you were like, or he did a. Seems like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> but it it's true. I mean, I I do feel that it's way. Hot garbage. I feel that way. I feel like. Tell me about it. I the only reason that I uh, am a little hesitant to say it's garbage, although I did say that. The reason that I'm doubting myself a little bit is because it's Basecamp. Like, in Basecamp, we trust. That's Do it, we? That's how I think. Like, they think about stuff really, 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 really In Basecamp, you trust. In Basecamp, You and I, I have trust. had many conversations about how right, not necessarily in Basecamp base do I trust. Forgot about that. <laughs> but forget about Basecamp, the app. You know, I, I, I get you. But Well, I'm just saying, if they were able to make a bad product, like, why shouldn't they be able to make a bad <laughs> library? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, they, I mean, they think about things really deeply. And Stimulus is a decent-sized project. Like, if you source sure. dive it, it's like a pretty solid code base. looks really yeah. well-written. Mm. But whenever I've used it or seen other people use it, it's like, 
aren't you just writing vanilla js with a couple little hooks in there and there's some cool mm-hmm. concepts the mixable trait like trait like controller thing whatever anyway so i posted this thing um and adam was like i was like here's what i want and adam was like stimulus actually works great for me for this kind of thing if you want i'll show you my stimulus component sometime so he gave me the tour and showed me these stimulus components yes and i it did not change my mind at all um i think it solidified my opinion that stimulus is just like Ugh. Trash. So total ugh. trash. Like he he couldn't even figure out uh he might think I'm misrepresenting him, but whatever. He he couldn't figure out how to like he he already wrote like a tabs component and then he just kinda like rewrote he's like, Well, I'll just see if I can write a new tabs component without looking up how I did the old one. Mm-hmm. You know? And and like we couldn't. Like he was like struggling on the API and and he had to like look stuff up. Because it's I don't know, you invent your own API every time and Whatever. So then I was like, dude, I just want view without view. Like I, I want the data. Right. So we talked about this a little bit. Um, th- so this festered and Adam's not like super all hot on this trail because he just kind of uses view and that's that. Yep. So he he was like kind of intrigued and started writing out like what it might look like. Um, but then we ended the call and I hung out with Mitch that night and we started brainstorming Livewire, which is a whole other conversation. Huge problems in Livewire. Um You've got them? No, I mean, they're not huge problems with Livewire. They're just big problems to solve. Uh, like a big, it's actually a small thing, but a somebody described it as a small problem with hard solutions, with like really, uh-huh. really hard solutions. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I hung out with Mitch and hashed it out and we came up with some good stuff and I felt great. And then I'm like, all right, well, we're at it. Let's solve this JavaScript thing. And, and it, it didn't take long and we were brainstorming. And then I reached my hands up and like yelled in the middle of a coffee shop. And I was so happy. Ah, that like was that? it. Ah. And, and the API hit me exactly as it's written now. I was like, this is it. X data. You pass in the data object at the root of the element, you know, on an element. And then everything inside that element can, you, can like bind to that data with their attributes, they can listen to events, they can manipulate the data. And the scoping is based on where you put X data. For a little bit, I'm like, well, how do we denote a component? Like, is it X scope or X, you know? And, and I'm like, X So data. Caleb, I have probably a 60% understanding of what you're talking about. Oh, great. I'm gonna guess that the listener has a no percent uh, understanding of what you're talking about. Okay, walk me back. So X data is an attribute that you apply. Yeah, you didn't know that? By no, just me I knew saying that. X data into the I knew cloud that, but the listener definitely the the listener definitely didn't I'm just know joking. that. So X data is an attribute that you apply. Yeah. Um, and you just apply it wherever in your markup. Yeah, wherever you want. And, and then what happens in the world once that X data is applied to, say, a div? Mm-hmm. What happens to all the things within that div? You can do X bind class or mm-hmm. X bind attributes, like in view, like you would colon an attribute. You know, mm-hmm. and you can pass in data from that X data from object. that top data object. Yep. Okay, so basically, you take arbitrary markdown. Here's my pitch for Project X. You take arbitrary markdown and mark you up? turn it in, mark up. Yes, correct. You take arbitrary markup and you turn it into componentized JS by just adding attributes to the markup that already exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's it. the big pitch. Yep. And I think that's what was missing. Because um, you start talking about components and people are like, what 
yeah yeah what javascript am i writing um but yeah it's like you don't have components you just have index.html and then you start slapping attributes around and then all of a sudden you got some components that can do some work yeah definitely yep that's the pitch all right now keep going keep your markup yeah yeah if you like your markup uh you can keep it yep so that's that that's project x i think it's cool yeah so it solves my javascript woes the reason that it came about was because people using livewire are like so i i people started like using livewire to toggle drop downs and stuff mm-hmm. and modals and i'm like nah, that's just not a good thing don't be to, doing that yeah because it's a full ajax request to like show something on the page and i don't like that sure um, it's like javascript's really good for this so in my little interviews with people um that were generous enough to hop on a zoom call and like talk to me about their experience with LiveWire. something that kept coming up was you know there's just little areas where i need to basically toggle stuff and i don't know a good way to do that like i can use view but then i feel like i'm using the whole view world but and vanilla js feels like vanilla js so what do i use and i'm like well maybe stimulus but i don't love stimulus so this is perfect this is exactly what you would use it for and it works great with LiveWire. S- Keep going. Finish your sentence. No. Okay. So why wouldn't you, in a hypothetical world, yeah, uh, give LiveWire components a JavaScript state? Yeah. So they do have a JavaScript state, uh-huh. th- their data. And I've really, t- I've thought a lot about this, like, and I still am not totally settled. But if they had JavaScript state, I would need a way... Okay, is it just the LiveWire state, like your public properties, like count in a counter, Mm -hmm. you know? Is that just accessible from JavaScript? The answer is yes. I don't think that that's a bad, I don't think that's a good solution. I mean, it is accessible from JavaScript right now. Sure. But I don't think that's a good solution. Right. I think you have to explicitly declare it as things that are going to be only accessible from JavaScript. I don't think you can start crossing the streams between javascript state and backend state right so that basically is where my mind went was like well there's two paths here there's this unified state that somehow you know you can like change your drop down with javascript the state and then the state maybe lazily updates the component in the back like or there's two distinct forms of state there's backend state and front end state and i just realized that like i'm not i just couldn't even imagine an api that i was satisfied with enough that was sure. like intuitive and made sense. It just, I don't know. What about like protected front end state equals array? Uh, there's so many things to it though. Like I, I would have to implement like, there's so many things to it. There's so many reasons why it would make things complex. You, you need a front end set state method and a back end initial state. But now you need like a way to bind that state to do meaningful things in the dom where right now blade does all the the dom changing oh right 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 didn't even think about that so there's a lot of things that it would crisscross and it would be very confusing and yeah, i realized so, ooh, you could use your pre-caching in what way your pre-rendering stuff uh, never mind. But like for toggles and stuff, right? Like if you knew this was true or false, you could pre-render both the true state and the false state. Yeah, and you can still 
you can still prefetch like a dropdown or a modal and it, it would probably feel instantaneous to the user. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot there. <laughs> I just want a nice little JavaScript library that's totally separate thing. The one thing that's just kind of scratching at me is mm-hmm. that the APIs are really similar between Project X and Livewire. Sure. And that bugs me a little bit. Like I either want to make them almost the exact same where one's like wire colon on click and the other one's like X colon on click or something, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I want to make them like almost the exact same or very different. Not this kind of weird sort of similar. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, position you in a position that no one likes to be in. What are all of the words that were related to wire that could be the API for this? I know I've got, I've got clip so far. Clip, colon, clip. on clip. Why clip? Yeah, wire, wire clippers. Wire cl- you got wire clippers. Oh, clippers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wire. Um. Anyway, that's all. I don't know. I don't have the answers, Caleb. Yeah, I only I have the know. questions. Yep. So I, I just decided. Like my thought process is, I can't imagine the whole world right now. I can't think of how yeah. everything fits together in a unified. Way. Yeah. No. I. I don't think. So I'll attack two problems separately. I don't think it fits in neatly at this point. Exactly. But there may be a eureka moment set like down the road. Yep. And there's a ton of code shared between these frameworks. Like, like I I built it in like a week. I built basically the first working version in a day. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking back on like, how was I able to do that? Like it, it's a small framework, but it's kind of complex. Like it has actual reactive data with observables like detects changes and only updates the parts of the dom that are concerned with the changes it, it does a lot of like kind of deep things mm-hmm. um and really i realized like like right out of the gate i knew exactly how to build it because i already built livewire like livewire is a front-end framework sure. so i needed to build a dom walker and i'm like oh well, yeah i can write that in two seconds so the first time i needed to do that it took me a weekend of like mapping yeah. out flowcharts and getting my head around dom walking and understanding all the ins and outs where this time and i need like v model like i already basically implemented v model with, with livewire model so yeah. i already have all the code that knows how to like update a select input versus because why dom no good like you can't just do you can't like element dot value equals and then an array or something you know view makes dom good views api mm-hmm. makes dom good because dom is no good because dom is no good so um so i had most of that stuff built but I'm pretty pumped about it. It's a nice little package. It's I think it's pretty well written. It's all like just tested out. It's like kind of pro feeling. Like I I think it's pro. Like for me. Like I'm yeah. like this and, is and you came in hot and like just basically knocked it out. Yeah, exactly. And my my mission was anti livewire. Was like mm-hmm. I want this to be the anti livewire. Like heavily undermarketed. <laughs> like only let the code speak. I'm not even gonna name it. Yeah. No website. No logo. No name. Just to read, watch out. Some some Twitter denizen is gonna make a website and logo out from under you, possibly. But it was on Hacker News on the weekend. Really? Yeah, it was on the front page. Project X. Yeah, I didn't know this. Wathman mentioned it. I was like talking to a friend and and glanced at my phone and saw it and and thought it was a way bigger deal than it was. You know. So uh-huh. I've never been on Hacker News, I don't think. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, oh, I'm on Hacker News, like my 15 minutes of fame. And it is a very, you know, it's a 15 minutes thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Hacker News still. Yeah. At the same time. 
So, I mean, I think a decent number of people use it, actually. It's kind of a quiet repo because there's not a whole lot like to, to do. It also is hardened by fire already a, from Livewire. It's an NPM package? No. What is it? It's just a script tag CDN. <laughs> should make an NPM package. You can NPM install Caleb Porzio slash project hyphen X. NPM supports that. Uh-huh. Oh, you can just install a GitHub repo? Yeah. I don't know exactly how it works. Like somebody PR'd something to the package. It has to have a package JSON in it. And then I, I tried it locally and it kind of worked, but it didn't add it to my package.json in another project. So I was like, did this really work? Weird. I haven't investigated it, but I d- kind of don't want to put it on NPM until it's named. Sure. Makes sense. So I don't know, but yep, it's kicking in the back. Um, did you see that function thing though? I saw, I don't remember what I saw yesterday, but I saw something and was excited. I've been kind of off Twitter. Cool. So I got in, I got on Twitter and then I saw a bunch of Project X flying around and I was like, all right, I forget what I was looking at yesterday. That was real interesting. Anyway, tell me about the function thing that I might've seen and I'll tell you if that's what I saw. So Project X is cool, but it's very, it's like Tailwind. Like it's like very, it's, it's all bespoke markup, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you do a drop-down functionality, you have to kind of rewrite it every time, sure. which is not bad. Like, it's not sure. that bad. Yep. Um, but I could see wanting to abstract, extract some things. And maybe you want to do some non-binding stuff. Like, maybe you need to access an actual element with, like, in like view you'd, like, vref and, like, manually manipulate the DOM. Sure. Um, or just no ref, or what is it? It's, yeah, it's just ref. It's in React, it's just ref. Yeah, it's just ref in view. Cool. Um. I should probably change that. I have it as xref. Whatever. Um, so I've been sort of thinking like, you know, there is some potential for some abstraction layer that you could maybe hook into. Like these components could reference some JavaScript file, you know, like a component class maybe with like sure. data and methods and computed mm, properties. Yeah. Like what if, and then what if you could nest them and then pass properties mm. down and then what if instead of just doing this with the native DOM, I made a virtual DOM so that yep. I could own mm-hmm. the world. Um, that would be so cool. So there is a and path to me rewriting life view. cycle hooks to them. Yeah. Right. There's a path to me writing, rewriting view. Yes. Um, but I, and I don't want to go down that path. And sure. I think this will be meaningful to me as long as it works the way it does. It doesn't use a virtual DOM. It's super flexible. Yeah. Like if you dig in the internals, like it's, you could really mess with the DOM of a, of a component and it'll still work, you know, um, you don't have to like call like update or refresh or anything. Um, so I'm saying this to say, I was like there, you know, but I don't want to add to the API and I don't want to reinvent view. And then I just kind of let this sit, you know, that, that when I like let an idea simmer that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. like this was just one of the simmering ideas just for a while, like a week or two. And then it just hit me. It's like, I could just have a function, a global function in JavaScript that just returns a JSON object and then call that in the X data because X data is executed in the global JavaScript scope. Makes sense? Okay. Yeah. And in that object, I could have methods that in those methods, you could do this dot another piece of data mm-hmm. and manipulate that data. So you basically, oh, right, right, right. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, why was why does the top level one have to be a function? Why can't it just be a, a JavaScript object? 
full of methods. Oh, it can be, but for it to be reusable. Oh, you mean, why don't you just not so make... you have a function that returns <laughs> yeah. an object, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just have an object instead of a function that returns an object? Right. That's interesting. So I think it's the same you, reason why the data method returns a is a function yep. in a view component. Um, because it would be by reference. Like objects uh-huh. are passed by reference. Uh-huh. So I hook into the object with observables to observe behavior and trigger updates inside of a singular component. Sure. So you could, in theory, I think, you could do that. But every component would update each other, you know, because they'd all be using the same data object. Gotcha. So you use functions so that you get a copy of the the object. Right, 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 right. Well, you would still get a copy of the functions themselves, right? Oh, what are you saying? Do you need a copy of the object? You need a copy of the object. Okay. Word. Okay. I believe you. I just... It really bothers me that the data object in view is a function. That's like one of my fundamental uh, oh, yeah? uncomfortabilities in the world. Hmm. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if he did that just because just because that's what it looks like in view. And he was no. like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Not do it at all. Way. All right. Um, hey, you want to speak to each other about our friends over at Honey Badger? I would love to. <sighs> Caleb, Honey Badger. Honey Badger is incredible. Here's what they do. They hook into your repo, you know. How do that, they do that? Uh, you can... Caleb, 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 Caleb. I said the word repo. Let's start over. You do the read. You're better at this. <laughs> no, no, you do it. I'll play the okay. devil's advocate and try to tear Thank down you. Honey Badger. Caleb, 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 <laughs> Caleb, Caleb. Here's what you do with Honey Badger. You uh, install it in your Laravel app. Is it really annoying? You, and like takes forever and i have to look up like all this stuff no, no. composer just composer um, install it yeah but you know how when you install other similar error trackers you have to like put them in the handler and then you have to like find the right keys and put them in and then like trigger an error locally with tinker or something to get it to like get out of preview mode or something i don't know what you're saying <laughs> but it's not that hard <laughs> okay you may be telling me a story of misery that you've experienced in the past, but I guarantee you that misery was not with Honey Badger. You're right. Uh, Honey Badger is an all-in-one error monitoring, uptime monitoring, uh, health checking for your cron jobs, all sorts of useful information about how your app is running live in production. So I just look at the logs. I just pseudo in you know, SSHN and just... Look at the logs if there's an issue. I don't see why you I would need to pay You are a fool. Your users are dying in the wilderness and you're doing nothing for them. You I don't, don't know. know. They seem pretty happy. You don't know them. You don't know them, Mr. Porzio. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know my... <laughs> you're not don't my ever dad. talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my users ever again. <laughs> um, but yeah, Caleb, if you would just, and I must stress just, go install Honey Badger, you would know when your website went down. You would know which user hit, hit which errors when. 
I already know when my know. website goes down because everybody freaks out and tweets about it. Mm, but you would know before they know, and oh. then they wouldn't freak out and tweet about it. Fair. Okay. And you wouldn't look like such a public fool. Um, and then you would also know when a specific user hit a specific error, you would get that exception report, you would get their stack trace, you would get the request information that they had when they submitted the request, all of the useful contextual information that you're not going to get from the log. Is this that tool that takes a screenshot of the user when they hit an error? Like a webcam it, shot and then sends it to you? Uh-huh. And, and also installs spyware on their computers, send a screenshot of just their desktop every five minutes for the next 24 hours. Awesome. That's no, a great feature. No, Caleb. Honey Badger is not spyware. Honey Badger is good. And you should try it. The best thing about it to me is their uh, the fact that in addition to all of these useful features that you definitely need, they just go ahead and give you uh, job monitoring for free. That's so so key. What do you mean job monitoring? Like monitoring like uh, job markets like, and such? Like, no, no. Like, Lara like jobs? say you say you've got uh, say you've got some cron jobs, right? You've got some scheduled cron jobs, jobs in your app, right? Like perhaps. Uh, clear deleted users accounts 30 days after they're deleted yeah right yeah um you've got this job it's supposed to run every day blah 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 it stops running because you changed something that broke it and you didn't realize it uh and then now it's running and uh or it's you think it's running and it's not running and your database is filling up with these old accounts right and then eventually it all tumbles down that could have been prevented because you would have known that that job was not running. Interesting. And you're saying that a honey I'm, badger can do all this for me? Honey badger can do all this for you. For free? Not for free. You have to give them There's money. There's the catch. I knew there was a catch. Caleb, <laughs> how much money do you have to give honey badger? And what does a honey badger need money for? They don't care. They, I guess... Mostly for honey. Hmm. I see. So listen, here's the deal. You go ahead and you go get your free trial over at Honey Badger. They got different pricing for different tiers. I'm going to tell you, go ahead and just get the get the smaller medium tier real quick. Just for your just for your little business. You know, little uh, your little day to day. The stuff that you do with your day. Just go ahead and slap that small tier Honey Badger on there. And uh, when it comes to uh, you needing more, you're going to know. And by that time, you will already have found the convenience and joy of Honey Badger. Okay, salesman, cut to the chase. How much dough are we talking? Uh, 60 bucks a month. 60 bucks a month? Yeah. And if you get sign up now and type in yeah. no plans to merge a checkout, you get a $60 a month uh, rate for a limited time. Yeah. Also, And a 15-day free trial. And a 15-day free trial? Yeah, babe. Too easy. Just call me babe. Well, I called you and We said we wouldn't babe. call each other that anymore. <laughs> at least not publicly. <laughs> After you left me at the truck stop. <laughs> You've lost your privileges. Uh, Let's oh. just stick with deep hole. <laughs> um, all right. 
Thank you. Honey Badger. Honey. Thank you, Honey Badger. Sorry for that disaster of an ad read. At least it was long. <laughs> what we lack in polish, we make up for in uh, in monotony. Uh, uh, woo. That's why Caleb normally does the ad reads. He's way more put together than You're I am. You're really good at it, Decal. Oh, I'm so good at it. But I feel like I make you want the Honey Badger, even though. No, you definitely did. Yeah, I'm sold. Oh, all right, Caleb. Decal. So that was Project X. We talked about Project X. We talked about functions. We talked about wire objects, functions, and functions objects. Yeah, boy. What else you got going on these days? Dude, I'm all Anything? live wire all day. All live wire all day. What's your small problem with the big solution or whatever? This is that whole protected properties thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody's yeah, yeah, interested, yeah. there's a new forum, forum.laravellivewire.com. <sighs> I, I missed, I saw that tweet too late to, to have an impact on your opinion. Did you read it? The tweet about like which no. conversation platform should we use? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about that? What do you think? I just hate discourse. But really? Yeah. I kind of love it. Why do you hate it? Congrats. Uh, I'm you. just anti it. I've I've taken that as my official position. It's like you and stimulus and base camp. Well, I know. I just think forums. There's a reason that forums don't exist anymore, and it's because they're bad. I don't know, man. I'm actually digging it. That's Why is fine. chat better? Uh, well, chat doesn't promise to be a long-term archive of anything, right? So I think it it just changes people's expectations. Yeah, um, maybe. I So recently, with Project X, I uh-huh. needed to... Uh, okay. I, I basically spent two days reading Vue source code. Vue.js. Sure. Not the easiest thing to wrap your head around. Mainly because I'm not as good at JavaScript as I am at PHP. But... Um, but I get the gist... You know, because it's totally separated out into separate systems. Like there's the compiler, which is totally separate from the core. And then there's, you know, there's all these different and there's so many different like platforms that it can target and everything. So it's it's kind of a bear to understand where what happens. But the mission I came in there with was and this is kind of a fun little thing in general um, for Project X. You know, those express like a binding expression, like like in view, like V bind. Uh, yes. class and then you put an expression in there let's say v v show or something right and you can type in javascript in there sure and you can reference object proper like your data object properties without typing this dot how but you know that you can do that right say that again in view when you reference uh-huh. Like in your oh da- right yeah the this dot the this dot is kind of optional right it's optional you don't need yes. to do this dot right that is huge I was like I need to achieve this in the API of Project X and I initially I punted like, on it I feel like uh, one of those PHP TM people who's like magic no magic what's PHP you know you know just the people who are anti-laravel php oh uh, angry about the magic so it's actually not angry magic, and i'll tell you voice. why but it, yeah well it is okay it appears to be magic just because you understand how the magic works doesn't mean it's not magic to the end user. okay yeah it is it is magical for sure yeah so i wanted this api so badly and i knew that i had to have it like i knew that 
Project X would not, I'm not going to tell anybody to use it until it's there. But just really? for development, I punted on it because I looked into it. And I, so first I started using eval, like eval to just evaluate that string. Sure. And then, so eval's bad. Apparently you should never use eval. Um, and I've heard that. And usually I'm like, okay, right. Because it's dangerous, whatever. It's front end code. Like what, what, what could go wrong? Right. <laughs> but in general, my I would love somebody to, ke- to call me on that thinking. But I'm like, really? Like eval in a front end framework like why is that bad Mm. like can't the user go into the console and eval anything they want yeah i don't well i think the point is that yeah i don't know or like hooking and if they're like well maybe it's because it's in the scope of the it has the scope of what it's being executed in well you could just like put a debugging breakpoint in that line of code and be in the scope yeah i don't think uh it's security from the end user necessarily i was thinking maybe it's just like for node or maybe it's for certain scenarios where, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, the reason that you shouldn't use it is not because it's insecure. Well, maybe that's a reason, but um, it's just slower than other options. There's like a, a thing, um, a function constructor in JavaScript. You can literally type new capital F function, like a class, and then pass in a string. And then it's that's the function. Like the string would be like return, you know, hello world or whatever. So it's kind of its own eval, but you can mm-hmm. control the scope a little bit better. So you can like do, you know, like binding and calling like the like function prototypes in JavaScript, like dot call or dot bind. Sure. Yeah. So I could bind. Right. So I thought, all right, what I need to do is take the data object of the component and bind it to this callback. Right. Uh huh. So that the, it has the this context and I can do that. Uh-huh. But I'm like, but what I need is the window. I need to change window because in JavaScript, when you type a random like, hey, into the console, it's looking for window.hey somewhere in the chain of looking up. So I'm like, what I need to do is temporarily swap out the window and to to the data object and then it'll work. Whoa. Right. Sounds horrible. (laughs) Probably is. There's no way to do this. And try Googling for something like this. Like try thinking of the right words to Google. Not easy. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'm doomed to parsing. Like maybe I have to somehow like parse out, like take all the properties from the data object and look in the string and go, if somebody said like data X data foo colon, hey, like I'd have to like, look, is there foo anywhere in the string? And then regex for foo that's not followed by like letters and replace it with this dot foo, you know? Sure. Right. So I'm like, I got to, I have to know how view does this. Because I'm guessing, like, Vue has the benefit of being compiled. So I'm guessing they do some magic somewhere that's going to be a lot harder for me because I don't have a virtual DOM. Sure. So I dove for a long time, and I could not find it for the life of me. Uh huh. All of this to say, I went back to just Googling, and I eventually found what I was looking for deep in the Vue.js forums. That's the punchline. There's two punchlines. The, the punchline for, is one, what is yeah, the yeah. solution? The what did you punchline. find, though? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Forums are good, blah, blah, blah. Right. Continue. Right. So it turns out in JavaScript, there's a with statement. It's just called with. Like, it's a valid uh-huh. statement, like if or something. You type with and then a block, like a curly brace block. And inside like that an block. Object? Oh, you, you do with, and then I think you pass in, you pass in the object to with. 
uh-huh. and then it just makes it the basically the window object for that block. What can you explain what the word block means? Oh, I mean like block scope, like like an if statement. The curly bra- what's inside the curly braces is a block. That's what I mean, like a block of code, like okay, like a for each callback. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And so then it just executes that thing with that stuff in scope. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It basic. It's like one of those times where you struggle on a problem for days, and you know that it's just your life's just gonna be really hard, but you know you have to do it somehow, and then all of a sudden the answer is crazy easy, and it's exactly what you wanted. I was pumped about that. That's crazy. It's crazy how learning like native language APIs is on the one hand a huge waste of time <laughs> and on the other hand like a superpower. Yeah. Because a, yeah. 99% of the JavaScript you ever need to write is like array manipulation and string concatenation. That's all there is yeah. that you have to ever do in, in like making requests and promises. You know? Sure. Uh, but, like, it's not hard. You know? As long as you understand, like, lexical this, and as long as you understand how to, like, map arrays and filter arrays yeah. and do stuff like that, like, you can be a professional JavaScript writer. You know? Like, oh, you boy. can just... You can make things in the world using <laughs> JavaScript if you understand the very basics of using JavaScript. Okay. Uh, but if you know about the with method, you're a real G. Yeah, if you anybody know, listening to this podcast is aware of the with Already knew about the with method? Like, come forward. Yeah. Say your name. And receive your prize. Yeah. Right? Like, who um, knows about that? Evan, you, yeah. and like one other guy. Girl. Well, and that's the thing. It's like... Troll. Like, there is so much I don't know about the languages I use. Like, there's just things that, like, I don't know that are in there, you know? And it's just why because I never came across that part of the documentation. You know, it just never mattered. Right. But who knows how much time I could have been saving if I like read the entire spec for PHP seven three. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's every method that exists, every language affordance that exists, all of the math methods, all of the you know, just all the stuff that I just don't know, like. It could be amazing. It is definitely like it's that that next le- like one of the I don't know. It's one of my practices is reading through PHP documentation and MDM docs like MDN mm-hmm. docs like going to those sites because like you usually if you haven't done it, you'll probably find and I, I do a lot of that. MDN. MDN makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, but that's why I feel like I know the array forwards and backwards and most of the string those are the two that i know really well okay those two prototypes but you know there's lots of other prototypes out there sure yeah yeah proxies i've been using proxies pretty heavily and i never used those I don't even before. know what those are basically oh it's a sick feature of javascript so javascript is oh man it's so nice when it's bonkers. i like trying to do magical crazy things in in uh, php is pretty hard like we have magic getters and setters and there's not a ton beyond that like it's sure. tough. Um, I wish PHP gave you more hooks for magic. Um, I feel like I know most of the PHP API. And so I like yesterday I, I was attempting this problem in Livewire that I is basically it's, it's funny. It's the exact same problem. I wanted you to be able to call variables in a blade view 
and it mm-hmm. automatically look up properties on an object. Sure. I wanted like at runtime needed variables. Yeah. Impossible. So you want like a call method, but not for functions for properties. Yeah. I want a get method, but not for properties for like global variables. I want a this, or I want a with statement in PHP. <laughs> right. So of course I Googled like equivalent of with statement in JavaScript with in PHP. And of course nobody knows about with. So there's like one stack overflow that knows about with that asks this right. question. And somebody's like, no, absolutely not. Why would you need that? That's horrible. That's bad. You shouldn't need that. You should just do this. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but I'm saying this to say, what am I saying? JavaScript is so much more flexible. Like there's so many extra funsies in JavaScript. It's so much more flexible than PHP. PHP is not flexible. Mm-mm. It's probably more flexible than other non, not as flexible <laughs> languages, but whatever. I've been enjoying JavaScript because they're so... Prototypes are just cool, man. Yeah, they give you a lot of power. They're just, and they're like, you know, you can shit on them, but why would you? Why wouldn't you just like decide, I think prototypes are cool, and then go for it, you know? I think, I don't know. I think that was like a turning point in my head, where like, I always had this resistance to like, it's like, I don't understand how JavaScript classes or objects work. And how nested functions work and how, like, extending those works. None of that make, made any sense to me at a yeah. certain point, you know? And then one day I was like, screw it. Prototypes are cool. I'm going to know about and love prototypes because someone made this decision for a reason. And I'm going to figure out, like, why, yeah. you know? And it's totally worth it. If you just decide prototypes are cool and I'm into it, it's super easy to get into it. I don't know. You can like, go pretty far without just, dealing with prototypes. Yeah, they're really cool. Especially when you start extending default ones. Yeah, I don't know. Like adding stuff to array. I never get to do that to because cause like it's no business of a package to do that. So I never Shit. really get to do that. That's what Ziggy does. Really? No way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No Ziggy, way. <laughs> the whole package of Ziggy is a, an extension of the string class. Oh, my. Or the string prototype. Um... So Ziggy, the the routes uh, object that Ziggy returns, yeah, is an object that extends string. Okay, so you can call all of the normal string methods on it. Yeah. Uh, so like, say I do like route slash users. Yeah. Right. It's going to return you a string, and then that string you can do all the normal string things too. Yeah. Um. But it's also, it's technically a route which extends the prototype of string. Right, but you don't modify the string prototype. Uh, well, I do. I don't modify, like, the That's what I'm one that about. exists. Like I, copy and, string I copy and extend. Gotcha. Yeah. I use the, actually, technically, you don't, you can't extend in JavaScript. So I, I use the string prototype constructor. Gotcha. Nice. As it were. Um decol oh so the proxy object proxy class whatever you got to know about it it's very fun tell me you so it's called proxy and you new up a proxy so you'd say new capital p proxy like it's a class yep the first parameter is an object any object yep second parameter is another object but it has uh, you can add getters and setters yep and they act as proxies basically to so now you return that object. proxy instead of the object. And when somebody tries to get a property, 
on the object. If you have a getter set, you can intercept that call and do whatever you want. Um, so it's like a getter, but it's not actually on the object itself. It's wrapper around it. Whoa. So this is how I did observability in Project X. Whoa. Super simple. I just hook into, I, I just return a proxy everywhere. So I'm not actually modifying the underlying data object with observable stuff like Vue does. You know how Vue just like gets its tentacles into an object? I don't do that. I just wrap the object in a proxy and pass that around. And the proxy has the stuff in it that's like, oh, are you trying to set something? Well, then I should know about it and tell the rest of the world about it so that they can update itself. That's cool. Yeah, super fun. There's so many cool uses for it. That's very cool. Yeah. I keep it just keeps coming up as something like I'm like, oh, I could just use a proxy. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. So many, so many interesting things. We've Mutation Observer. I got pretty deep on that. That one What's wasn't as flexible observer? as I wanted it. What's that? What's the Mutation Observer? You never heard of Mutation Observer? Uh-uh. Um, it's a it's an API that I think is fairly new. But you can call, you can like observe changes to a DOM element. So you basically. DOM's no good. DOM's no good. Yeah, he just turns off. I said DOM. You can observe, but you can be selective. Like I only want to observe attribute changes. So when some attribute in the DOM changes, you can observe it. Or you want to observe like child element changes or anything. Like people use. There's, there's so much in there. What? JavaScript's so big. JavaScript's big. It's huge. It's big. So I use it with Project X so that you can just change anything on the site. You could just like pop in your own component and it'll mutation observe and be like, oop, there's a new component on the page. I better initialize it. Burp, burp, burp. So it's not me like rescanning the page all the time or you having to call like like uh, like uh, Project X dot init or something, you know? Yep. Yep. Oh, Sweet. good walk down JavaScript land. Yeah, man. This has been a blast. You got anything else for me, Nicole? No, I mean this I was don't. this I'm, was a me-centered podcast. Yeah, but you know that's fine. Uh, next week we'll talk about what I've been working on. But uh, it's uh, you know it's been interesting over here. Mostly I've just been untangling really complicated React code. Um, shout out to Eastern Europe. Woo, woo, woo! Right. Uh, yeah. Oh. One thing what I'm what I'm working on today is uh you know how like mix versioning works, like asset versioning? Yeah. I'm basically trying to build that. Why don't you just use mix? Can't. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh inherited this giant React project with a very, very complicated webpack setup that just it, it just can't become simple yeah, right yeah. now. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um so anyway. I'm fi- trying to figure out how to build mixed versioning cool. onto this thing. There's no. So does it use Webpack? Yeah. Isn't there a Webpack plugin that does versioning? Yeah. Then I got to figure out how to do because the the goal is to get the not have to bump the version in Blade. So you know how Mix gives yeah, you like yep. that asset that asset helper. Sure. So that's the real problem I'm trying to solve. Why don't you just create the Mix manifest file in the same place that Laravel Mix would? And then it just works. I think that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. 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 Why don't you but just I, decal? Why don't I just? <laughs> that's but what yeah, I would do. That's, that's the whole deal over here. Good stuff. Um, shout out to our sponsor, Caleb Porzio. I'm going to be putting out a GitHub sponsors profile page. Shouts out. Um, 
Does that mean people are going to give you money? I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean that. <laughs> it means they can. Is it out yet? No. Why? I'm just going to give you money. Oh, T. Cole. You guy. Um, oh, I'm generous. I'm a generous man. Oh, D. Cole. Uh, yeah, so it's happening. So if, uh, I don't know, I'm finally doing it. Enough people have asked and uh, I'm doing it. It's tough to make money. It's tough making money sure. in life. It's tough making money on your own. Yeah. Going and getting a job, in my opinion, is fairly easy. Yep. And making money that way is easy. And you can make a lot of money as a developer doing that. But it's really hard to not do that and make money. <laughs> sure. Yep. So uh. that's the life. And that's what I'm doing. Um, so if you're listening and if you appreciate my open source work, my blogs, podcast, whatever, I would love a GitHub sponsorship from you. Awesome. Caleb, I'll close this, uh, I'll close this podcast with an anecdote. Please do. Uh, I have these paint markers that I've been doodling with recently. Okay. They're very good. This one is a dark red, maybe a brick red or something. Yesterday, I went to shake it, but I had already taken the cap off, and I sprayed dark red all across my face, and then I smeared it, and then I, because I like tried to wipe it off my face, but I forgot that I had done that, and then I went to look in the mirror, and it looked like I had been attacked, because there was like blood red smears down my face that I just forgot about, because I thought I had like wiped it off, but it actually what had happened is I smeared red paint across my face. That's hilarious. I scared myself half to death. What's the lesson here? No lesson. Goodbye, listener. <laughs> Cue the outro music. Bump. Bump. No, 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 no. All right. Now. Boom. End of report.